Welcome back to the Sports Lab. As always, I'm Ben Shoup. I'm HLC. It's great to have everybody back after a little bit of a hiatus, but we are back in business. Yeah, yeah, we are officially back. It's been a little bit. I know I think the last time we talked was week, I want to say week like 14 or 13. Um, it's been a couple weeks in the NFL. NBA has been moving along. NHL has been moving along. So a lot has happened in sports. Um, not going to be able to get to all of it, obviously, because we don't have that much time. But we're going we're gonna to go over a little bit today. Week 18, uh, a lot of big games happening, a lot of movement around the NFL. Um, had coach vac- had coaching vacancies, people being fired all over the place. Um, and then we'll just talk a little bit of Wild Card Weekend. And as always, we're going to finish it with who sold and who went crazy. So uh, let's just hop right in and talk a little bit about Week 18. Um, I mean, it was obviously the biggest week of the NFL. I mean, teams fighting for playoff positions, fighting to get in. Um, crazy games. And it started off on Saturday. Um, two games, not really too much to talk about. Is Dallas killed Philly. Both teams are already in the playoffs. So that, that game didn't really mean too much um, besides maybe just seeding for Philly. Um, so, we'll but, if only the Denver Broncos had held on, we could have uh, actually had the two seed just like last season. And that would have mean not to get ahead of ourselves. Yeah, obviously we want to take it one game at a time. And if we go out and beat New England, uh, we could have hosted the next round. Uh, but it is what it is. And so that's how it shook out. Yeah, Denver came very close to beating Kansas City. They lost 20-24. But for, for a while there, I thought they had it. I thought it really did. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's just also one of those games where you didn't really think it would ever, even though they were that close, they were they were there the whole time. You just kind of thought in the back of the head, it's Kansas City, they're going to somehow pull us out and win. Um, and they did. So Saturday games didn't change too much around. The Sunday games, however, a lot happened and a lot of shocking results. Um, let's let's talk first with the game that probably shocked people the most was the Jacksonville game over Indy. Indy needed to win. All they need to do, if you if Indy won, they're in. They win and in. And they went out and they really just got embarrassed. I mean, it was it was pretty ugly. They lost 26 to 11, but I mean, it was just an ugly game and Carson Wentz didn't show up. Jonathan Taylor, I saw there was one time he got stopped on the fourth and goal on the, on the one yard line. They got stops. They, they had the chances. They just weren't executing. Um, and now Indy is out. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about this game. What are your thoughts just on Indy not being out or not being in the playoffs um, and just, just also the Jags get being able to keep the first pick and still winning this game. So a lot, a lot happened with this game and a lot of meaningful stuff because of this game. Um, so just what are your thoughts on this game overall? Uh, it's just wild to see how many direct effects it'll have in the present and the future. I mean, to talk about the Colts first, what a collapse. I mean, you have the opportunity to win your last one of your last two games and you're in, I believe it was as simple as that, uh, both against teams that, one obviously inferior in another is pretty much at the same level in Vegas and you can't get it done. Um, and what, so what a collapse after going to the Colts bills game, I would have thought that the Colts are shooing for the playoffs. You have an MVP caliber running back, Jonathan Taylor, just running over everybody. And he won't even get the chance to compete in the postseason. So that, that was very surprising to me. And also with the Jags winning, uh, you don't often get to see you win and keep the first pick 
And I, you have to, you maybe feel a little bit interesting for Aiden Hutchinson, uh, the first projected first overall pick, because before going into that week, he was slated to go to what you would assume, I believe he is from Michigan. So probably closest team is the Detroit Lions. And now that opportunity might be taken away from him. Um, I don't know if he was very excited to be able to go to what you would think is his hometown team. Uh, but now maybe that shifts to uh, Jacksonville, Florida. So, uh, yeah, just crazy to see a lot of implications, um, both postseason related and future seasons related, coming from this single game. So, uh, very surprising. And as a Bills fan, probably nice that we won't have to worry about Jonathan Taylor uh, in the postseason. I will admit that for sure. Yeah, as a Bills fan, it is nice to not see the Colts not make it, not have to worry about them because those that was the one team. Like the Colts went from that team that nobody wanted to play in December and January to not even being in the playoffs. So, I mean that that's that just shows the NFL. Like people, people are always like, "Oh, how how did this team lose to this team?" If especially this year, I mean it's been it's been a crazy year with upsets, with teams losing, with just everything going on. And this just proves how crazy this year was, is that the Jacksonville Jaguars knocked out the Indianapolis Colts and kept on to the first overall pick because of the another game, the Detroit Lions beat the Green Bay Packers. And I know a lot of people beforehand, I mean, if you look at it right away, you're like, Detroit beat Green Bay, that's crazy. All right, Green Bay didn't play their starters. I believe Rodgers may have played a little bit, like maybe a quarter. It was either one quarter or nothing past halftime. Yeah, I, all I know is that he, he had extended his uh, record of most games in a season with two-plus touchdowns and no interceptions. So Rodgers doing some crazy things this year, but they did lose to Detroit. And as a Detroit fan, I can't help but feeling – like I would be disappointed, honestly. Like if I, if I knew that all we need to do is lose this game and we get the first overall pick – and you guys have been this bad for so long, and the one time you need them to lose, they don't lose. I mean, I don't even know how I would feel. Like, are you excited they won, or is it kind of like if you were a Lions fan, would you be upset that you won this past week, or would you be kind of be like, ah, it's whatever? I mean, it's always great to be the to be the perennial division winner, what it seems like. But I think I'd be especially ticked off because you have the shot to get the kid from your your town. Uh, pretty much it'd be like uh not obviously Colmax not from the, the city of Buffalo but close enough feeling um, if we had been uh even done even poor than we did that year and it was the same situation where if we say we beat the Patriots uh in a, in a similar situation the Packers Lions and that made us miss out on Colmax that way I think I would be pretty ticked off obviously we missed out on him in a different way but it wasn't the same scenario as that but I think uh, I think I would have been willing to forego a possible victory against the Packers to get the hometown kid who's a game record. Yeah. Uh, so very interesting there. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would have been the same way. I would have wanted them to lose that game, but Hey, I mean, Detroit, I will, I will always root for Detroit. Okay. Cause I, they're just like Buffalo in a lot of ways in that they're that they're, they have good fans. Maybe, maybe not as good as Buffalo, but they still have great fans but all of their sports teams just are just it's they're in rough shape. Let's just say that all of them are in rough they shape. Are knocking on the playoff uh, door. I will give them that. And you maybe the Tigers can compete Pistons. So yikes. <laughs> yeah. So Detroit needs all the luck can get. Um, 
weren't this that lucky this this past Sunday. I mean, I guess they were in a victory sort of way, but not in the first overall pick sort of way. So the first first overall pick, it's officially decided it will be the Jacksonville Jaguars, then the Detroit Lions. But two games that I mean it changed a lot in the playoffs, but we'll we'll go to the next game. Um another surprising team that gets in is Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh beat Baltimore and Last week, looking last week, before last week, they did not look like they were going to make the team playoffs. And now they're in the seven seed. What are your thoughts on the Steelers making it? Um, do you think they should have been in it? Do you think they're a team that has a shot? Or, well, we'll get into that later. Do, do you, or what do you think just thoughts on the Steelers making it in? Um, I, I guess it all goes back to the mathematical possibilities uh, that the NFL playoffs provide with ties and losing. I don't think that they are a contender and last yesterday was just funny to hear Roethlisberger say what he said, said about, uh, we're just going to go out there and have fun. We know that we are not supposed to be here and uh, we're probably going to get smack a rude, but uh, you know what? They're just, they're going to be there. They're, they're a final 14 team. And uh, so I guess good for them. I, it would actually be great if they won. I don't think they will for Bill's sake, um, but it is funny to have a team. I mean, I was thinking about this earlier. Like, yeah, you, you'll laugh at them because they tied with the Lions, yet they're in. But then again, uh, the Cardinals lost to the Lions, and they're in, and they're a better team than the Steelers. So it's just – I think that's that does a really good job of summarizing how the season went overall, like Titans losing to the Jets, Bills losing to the Jags, Bucks losing to Washington. You can go on and on about it. But uh, so go Steelers, but I don't think that will hold any weight is what the overall sense says. But it is, I guess – if you're a Roethlisberger fan, it's nice to see him get one more postseason appearance on his resume. Yeah, it is nice to see Big Ben get another game, but it's it's also one of those things where is this really the last game you want Big Ben to get? Like, is this this the game? Um, we'll we'll get into more what we think the game will be like later on, but we'll see if we think that Big Ben is is this a good last game for Big Ben? We'll we'll see about what our thoughts on there, but um. So Pittsburgh's in, they get in, shockingly. Another team, um, we're not going to go over this one, but the Bengals did lose. They That drops them to the, the four seed and the Bills to the three seed. Again, it's one of those things where if you're a Bills fan, okay, yeah, now you, you get the three seed. That's awesome. But now if we win, we're most likely going to have to play Kansas City. So it, it, it's, it's one of those things where would you rather have had played Kansas City in the second round if we win, or would you rather have played Tennessee in the second round when we win? Um, but now we're now we're playing the Chiefs, which we'll also go over later. Or not the Chiefs, we're playing the Pats, which we'll go over later. But the Bengals uh, – <laughs> well, the Bengals lost um, to, the, to the Browns, where the Browns could have been – they could have been fighting for a spot here. They could have been, but they lost too many, too many close games. Baker, don't know if he's the guy. But Cleveland did get the win since he drops down. That doesn't do too much for the playoffs, but that they do drop down to the four seed. Um, another big game. Okay, this game, NFC, that I thought they were dead in the water at halftime. The San Francisco 49ers were down 17-0 at half to the LH in LA to the Rams. And the Niners, all they needed to do, just like the Colts, is win and you're in. And they were down 17-0 at half, and they go to overtime and get it done. Just, I mean, I watched that a lot of that game. Um, I mean, the 49ers are in. What are your thoughts on the 49ers being in and just 
willing their way to being in the to the playoffs. That's a very interesting football team. Uh, I definitely think I you know I know they were battling the Saints for the spot and maybe as a fully healthy Saints team. Uh, that's that'd be a, that's a good comparison. I mean, you have two just over 500 teams there, um, but they the Niners wanted it and they got it done because they were the team that controlled their own destiny um, in that scenario. So much credit to them and beating a Rams team who I is is a division winner um, by virtue of the Cardinals lost to Seattle. Um, so that's that's a really credited win, and I think they can go out and beat Dallas, and I hope they do um, myself. So much credit to them. Uh, and what's also interesting is it probably makes the QB scenario there a little bit more intriguing as well because they were ready to send Garoppolo on his way, but uh, that doesn't mean Trey Lance will have to sit even longer um, for that for that covered number one spot. So lots of interesting things to come from those games, uh, the 425 slate there. Yeah, the 49ers are a very, very, very weird team. Um, I mean, I've been saying all year that I thought that they were a playoff team. They got off to that very slow start, and they they do they do get into the playoffs. They will their way in, but they were always a team that I thought was a playoff team. Um, I mean, obviously, I think Jimmy G is the one holding them back because they have talent all over the place. But I'm glad they got in. They are they're an exciting team to watch. Um, I mean, I'm unless you're not a guy that likes to watch people run the ball, but this is not just running the ball. This is like just the way that they, their offense works and they're just everything. They're a very interesting team to watch. So I'm glad they got in and I'm glad they're getting this chance because I do think that they're a playoff team, but that was just a great game. That, that whole game was phenomenal. Um, I mean, the comeback, you kind of had a feeling after Debo kind of scored, you were like, Oh, this is a game. Like this is a game now. It's 17, 10. There's a chance. And, you know, they, they pulled they pulled through and got it done. So the 49ers are in there. That was another game that had some playoff implications. Um, you also said the chart, the, the Cardinals game that didn't have too much playoff implications because we knew that the Cardinals were already in. But um, it did. It did uh, give the Rams the division. So if the, if the Cardinals would have won, they would have had the division where they lose Rams, keep the division. Um, but the Cardinals are still in nonetheless. So that, that Seattle game didn't have too much. Um, but the last game that we'll talk about before getting into some of the teams that we think shouldn't have made it, teams that we think should have made it, um, is the Chargers-Raiders game, quite possibly one of the best games I've ever watched. Um, it, it was, I mean, it was just, it was crazy. It was That's all you can really say about it. It was just a crazy game where you didn't know what was going to happen next. Um, I mean, Herbert converted God knows how many fourth downs. I mean, I think it was over six. It was at least over six. I know that. But, I mean, it was just fourth down after fourth down, the longest drive I possibly have ever watched. I mean, that, that was a, it was like a two-minute drive, but it seemed to take forever. They were down 14. They get to overtime. The tie would have knocked out Pittsburgh – did you want to tie yes or no in this game? I would say I kind of did just so that you could say it's something that happened in history. And what's interesting to me is that I think the Chargers uh, last second timeout pissed the Raiders off enough to win it. Uh, so the, I think that's Brandon Staley uh, should have maybe thought ahead and uh, hmm, do I want to call this? And then maybe it would prompt them to, to kick the field goal to win. Uh, maybe he was trying to, to 
advance ice them. I don't know, but whatever he was trying to do, it backfired. So uh, yeah, what a, I, I, the buzzer beater from Herbert to uh, whoever that wide receiver was that Mike Williams or Keenan Allen, I think. Mike Williams. It was Williams. Uh, just incredible. And to have it be on the last play to avoid the uh, historical scenario was crazy. And, and they kept flashing to two Steelers fans in the crowd. That was really funny. And it, it's very, very funny to see that they, uh, they went in support of their team in Vegas when they weren't playing. Uh, usually I, sometimes that gets annoying, but I think it was, it was good to see that uh, the camera panned to them a couple of times to, uh, to, to build up the story a little bit more. So yeah, what, what a scenario that unfolded in Las Vegas and Derek Carr is now finally a playoff quarterback. And I was also, so I think the chargers and Colts are two teams. Maybe even I was kind of more confident in the chargers making the playoffs from the beginning of the year. Uh, a little dis- disappointing in that factor. I, they were very close last year and I thought, this definitely would would have been the year that they broke the seal to get in, but it will not be. Yeah, the Chargers, they did get off to a hot start, too. That's another thing. Is they, they were up there leading the division after week seven, I believe. I mean, yeah, um, they took down the was That may have been week two. Uh, so that was like a surefire in team to me, but I guess not. Yeah, so I guess you could say the Chargers had a little bit of a collapse. Um, I mean, it wasn't a full-on – like they should have made it and collapsed, but they were a team that a lot of people thought should have made it. Um, but yeah, they both could have made, both these teams could have made it if they tied. And there was a point in time before that timeout, I legitimately thought they were tying. Everybody on the sidelines kind of made it look like, okay, we're good with just tying, just run the clock out. But like you said, did that timeout change the mindset of the Raiders to say, Hey, we want to win this now. Cause it was, I believe it was third down, and the, the Raiders were just letting the clock run and run and run. There was like 38 seconds left, I believe, and the, the Raiders called timeout, or the Chargers called timeout, and it was kind of confusing why they did because of the fact that if they tie, they, they're in too. Um, and then all of a sudden you see the timeout made, and you kind of see like the Raiders coach kind of, kind of have like a look on his face maybe and that he might – you know, try to kick a field goal, and then Josh Jacobs gets that run. And still, you didn't know after you got that first down run. You didn't know. Were they just going to let the clock run out? Because they could have done that very easily. But, no, they called the timeout with three seconds left, hit the field goal. And, yeah, there's a little speculation about that because there is a little video of Austin Eckler talking with uh, one of the Raiders players. And by mouthing, it looks like they say, like, if you guys don't call that timeout, we're going to, we were going to let the clock run out. And Eckler kind of looks surprised, like, you guys were, like, are you kidding me? Like, we could have made the playoffs. So, dejected. <laughs> yeah, it was a very interesting scenario. I mean, a lot of thoughts on it, a lot to talk on it, but one of the greatest games I've ever watched. Um, just, Things kept happening that you just never, you just didn't think that they were going to happen. You were, you were like, there's no way they can convert this fourth down. There's no way they can keep doing this, keep doing this. And then they got it to overtime. There was no way this was going to happen. This was going to happen. And it was just one of the best games I've ever watched. If you haven't seen any of it, I suggest you at least look out the high, look up the highlights because it is just, I mean, craziness of that game. Um, but it solidified the last team in the AFC. The Raiders get in. They're the sixth seed. That moves the Steelers to the seventh seed. 
Um, and yeah, Steelers fans were definitely freaking out there for a little bit. They were probably joking before the game saying, oh, if they tie, if they tie. And then they were 30 seconds left. They were probably pretty nervous. Um, but they do not need to be nervous. I think Mike Tomlin said he slept through it all. and uh, Or maybe he started it, but then he, then he was like, oh, it's in the bag. Here we go. And it's probably a good thing that he, he did sleep through it because his heart rate may have been going through the roof. Yeah, I can't imagine if I would have been like Tomlin waking up after thinking, ah, oh, we're good, we're in the playoffs, and waking up and seeing that being a tie. But he did not have to worry about that. But, all right, before we get into Wild Card Weekend, um, we'll, we'll go over some of the coaching changes because there's a lot of coach firings. Um, I think we're they're around the league average for per year. But we'll go team by team. We'll first start off the Chicago Bears – just, I don't they a weird team again. Don't know what direction they can go. They can go a million different directions. But Matt Nagy was fired finally. It took long enough. But, I mean, I think a lot of people saw this coming. They should have fired him a long time ago. But a um, lot of coaches that are in talks, uh, Doug Peterson, former Eagles coach, is in, is, was already uh, interviewed, I believe, to conf- it is confirmed that he will be interviewed. But there's Leslie Frazier, Todd Bowles, Byron Leftwich, Brian Dable. There's so many coaches. Brian Flores now gets fired. Um, so what What do you think for, about Chicago? Just what do you think they should do? you think they should go defensive coach, offensive-minded coach? Is there a guy that you think would fit perfectly? What do you think for Chicago? What do you think their first move is? Well, I think you, you definitely have to look into Brian Flores. I mean, he takes a team on a seven-game winning streak, if I'm not mistaken, and they, because of the loss of the Titans, that was the one that knocked him out. But I know that uh, the reason that there was some uh, controversy there, I'm just seeing it now, is I think he got into some uh, heated disagreements with Tua Tagovailoa um, uh, about not being the, the fit that this team needs and whatnot. So – Maybe do you think do you look at Justin Fields and are they too if that was the case are they too similar of a style of quarterbacks uh, for him to fit there if he was not going to be getting along with Tagovailoa um, or do you look elsewhere at somebody like Byron Leftwich I think he's definitely a candidate um, I know it might make more sense for him to go to Jacksonville to have the reunion there uh, I still it's just astounding that Eric Bieniemy uh, is not a head coach at the Chiefs. OC, I, OC or DC, um, one of the two. So, yeah, plenty of possibilities there. Um, I hope that the Bears works out the best because that is my second favorite team. So we'll see what happens there. But I hope Justin Fields gets the, the guy that um, would help him develop his game the best. Yeah, the Bears are in a weird spot because, yeah, Nagy was an offensive-minded coach, and that did not work out. Um, so a lot of talk at saying, okay, they – they have to go get a defensive coach. You can't go make the same mistake. But here's my thing. They have a, they have a young quarterback. They have a young running back. I mean, they're kind of in a weird spot. Their defense is a little bit older. Um, so, I mean, I guess all – I think for me, the Bears, all they have to do is make sure that the coach knows that they're going to be moving forward with Justin Fields. You can't bring in a coach that's like, I don't know if Justin Fields is going to be my quarterback. You can't have that controversy. Um, I, I do like Byron Leftwich if they do go offensive coordinator, but I think they should go defensive coordinator. 
Um, I hope they don't take Leslie Frazier, but I could see Leslie Frazier. But yeah, I think the best fit for them is Brian Flores. I, I think he's proved he still should be an NFL head coach. I, I was pretty shocked to even hear he got fired. But I think Brian Flores makes the most sense. But we'll see what Chicago does. They did keep their history of not firing a coach during the season intact, even though, oh, my Lord, should he have been fired week one, week two. He should have been, Matt Nagy should have been fired last year. Everybody knows that. But he's finally gone. Um, and, yeah, and also Matt or Ryan Pace was fired, the GM. So it was Chicago fully getting rid of everyone. New start, new coach, new GM. Let's see what they do. I hope it works out because I am also a Chicago. I mean, I it, I just hope Big Cat can feel good about his t- one of his teams. I mean, I guess Wisconsin. He was feeling a little bit of good about recently, but I, I hope. As well. Yeah, yeah. I I just I, it's tough to see the Bears lose because they have, they're such a good franchise. They're they're an old franchise, so hopefully the Bears can pick the right head coach. Um. But, all right, on to the next team. We'll go with uh, uh, the Broncos. So the Broncos have fired Vic Vangio. This one, I mean, it wasn't necessarily a given. Um, you Definitely you've heard, okay, they could have brought him back. They could have let him go. But they did they do just decide to let him go. Um, I heard it was a tough decision that they made because the, I, I do know a lot of people like Vic Vangio as a coach but he just made a lot of mistakes down the road. Um, so who do you think they they should look at? Uh, I know on, on their planned and requested, they have Gerard Mayo, which is the Patriots linebacker coach. They have the Packers offense coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, Dan Quinn, Kellen Moore, and Eric Bieniemy. So for in terms of uh, the, the Broncos, where do you think they should look? They're obviously another team that, People thought they maybe could make the playoffs this year, maybe squeak in there. Um, they didn't have a horrible year, but who do, you, who do you think, what direction do you think they should go? Um, I like some of the names you mentioned uh, in the latter portions of that. Uh, Dan Quinn, I know he was at the home of the Falcons, unfortunate Super Bowl loss, but he got them there, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Kellen Moore would be very interesting. I love watching him at Boise State, so he could uh, become a from one Broncos to the next Broncos. Um, and then, of course, the enemy. I That might one might be a little tougher. You see him going to a division rival. I don't know. Um, so my prediction would be maybe one of Dan Quinn or uh, Colin Moore. However, they seem to be very interested in Gerard Mayo. Um, so, yeah, I would say maybe one of those guys. And Or do they go back and get Josh McDaniels, although it seems like he, he would back out of another head coach job if he if because he'll take it and back out like I think he did that with the Colts, um so that'd be funny to see them reunite though. But I'd say so, one of those guys, uh, for sure. I, it's the QB position does not seem to be solidified there and by any means. Yeah, I th- for me I think the the Broncos I think they need they got they just gotta go with an offensive minded coach. They have had so many they've had a QB problem for so long now ever since Manning retired. And it just doesn't seem to be ending for them. And I think offensive-minded coach, they really should look into. I, I like Nathaniel Hackett from Green Bay. I like their offense for an offense coordinator. Kellen Moore, I think I think he really deserves a shot. It's been a couple of years now. And, yeah, be enemy. But, again, it's the Chiefs going from the Chiefs to the Broncos. Probably not likely. 
Um, so I think as long as they go out and they get an offensive-minded coach, Kevin O'Connell, the Rams' offense coordinator, has also been looked at. So, I mean, yeah, Gerard Mayo, I can see. I get it. He's old. He's He played. He has the mindset of the Patriots. But you see a lot of these guys from the Patriots go, and they just aren't successful as head coaches. Um, so I, I think – I think the Broncos, I think it'd be a mistake to go after a defensive-minded uh, coach. But, I mean, we'll see what they do. So, the Broncos, kind of in a weird spot. We'll see where they go. See if they go offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, or do they go linebacker coach? We don't know. But um, we'll uh, move on to the next one. Obviously, this one happened a little bit ago. But the Jacksonville Jaguars, they are they fired Urban Meyer. But here's the interesting thing is obviously they have Daryl Bevel, who's the interim coach. He didn't do that bad. Byron Leftwich has been linked. But the other guy that's been linked that I want to talk about is Bill O'Brien. The He's a former head coach, if you don't know, um, of the Houston Texans. A tr- did an tr- unbelievably bad job there. It was one of the worst coaching jobs that we've – I mean, I think I've ever seen. But now he's off the coordinator at Bama, just, uh, just lost the national championship, and he has been – confirmed as a head coach interview um actually today today is the date that they that they have down for him being interviewed so that's just it's, it's interesting to see so the jags that i feel like they have to go offensive minded coach i feel like that's how a lot of people think of it just because of trevor lawrence they need to get offensive minded coach do you agree with that and who do you think's the right guy for them um bill o'brien would be interesting i know he he did do a pretty poor job, but uh, he still got them to the playoffs. I believe he was at the helm when uh, they had that win against the Bills um, in the wild card round. But I think it it might just be a good enough storybook fairy tale to bring back Byron Lawford. I know the fans would probably be very supportive of that. And uh, I mean, it, former QB, not a bad idea to help develop the uh, the big man on campus there, number sixteen. Um, so I think they should go Lawford, and I have a little feeling that they will um but who knows what they'll do but that would be my prediction i'm gonna have to go grab my computer charger so i'll be back in just a minute but that sounds good i'll be i will be talking i'll just be talking you know i'll, I'll talk about the, the jags a little bit um for me yeah i'm, I'm gonna agree with with hunter on that one i'm gonna i, th- I think byron Leftwich makes the most sense um i mean it stays in the same state he's from tampa or not from tampa he's coaching at tampa so he doesn't have to move states. He stays in Jacksonville, and Jacksonville needs all the help they can get. I mean, if you haven't been watching Jacksonville the past few years, it's it's been atrocious ever since they made the playoffs and barely beat the Bills uh, with Blake Bortles as their coach. But it's been bad. They finally got their guy in Trevor Lawrence. I think they need to go offensive coordinator. Bill O'Brien, I think, would be a huge mistake. I, I don't know why teams keep doing this and giving guys second chances that proved – I mean, yeah, sure, Bell Bryan made the playoffs. He has a playoff win. But, again, what he did to that franchise in Houston with their draft picks, with a lot of things, and obviously I know a part of that had to do with Deshaun Watson getting in trouble. But, again, they I, I just think it would be a mistake to bring in a coach that has already had experience and failed, give the guy like Brian Leftwich, who has deserves an opportunity, in my opinion. Um, I, I think they just need to give him a shot. So I think Byron Leftwich would be also the, the right move. Um, but Callen, even Callen Moore would be a good 
good uh, coordinator there, but I think they have to go offense. They have to get that guy that can show Trevor Lawrence the ropes and not bring a college style offense in is that's what Urban Meyer did. And I have a feeling that Bill O'Brien could do the same if he comes. So I think Bill O'Brien would be a mistake. I think Byron Leftich should be the move. I think he will be the move. He can stay in state. He can go back to Jacksonville and hopefully fix that franchise because that's another franchise that really needs help. Um, but yeah, so there's the Jags. Jags are done. They're they got a, they're they're looking for a new coach. They're looking for a lot of things, but they got their quarterback at least. So I think Byron Leftwich would be the move. But we'll move on um, to the next next vacancy, which we have is the it, okay. It's not really a vacancy yet because they're in the playoffs and they have a coach right now that might keep the job. It's the Raiders. They have Rich. Uh, I can I'm not, I can never pronounce his last name. So. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to try just because I'm, I'm really bad at pronouncing last names. But they already have a coach. Um, do you think they should stick with him? Or do you think they should go look elsewhere? Um, I know Jim Harbaugh has been linked for coming back to the NFL. But do you think the Raiders should just keep the guy that they have who led them in the playoffs? I think they should keep Bisaccia. Um, I think that he did a, a- – great enough job to, to get them to the postseason, and he knows the system. Um, I don't know if, if they, how confident they are in him, but especially if they go out and upset Cincinnati, if you, you probably would call that an upset if they do. That's just another reason to keep him. So at this point, I would say he, he should be the man at the helm. Yeah, I, I'm going to agree with you there. I think he should stay there. I think he, he's done a great job, especially after all the Raiders have been through this year. I mean, they've been through a lot. So I think that, yeah, they should keep him. But if they do move on, Jim Harbaugh has been linked and linked hard. And I, I would I would not hate that. I think it would be a pretty good move. I like Jim Harbaugh as a coach. I liked him when he was at San Fran. Um, so I, I could see it, but I think they should stick there. I think that's an easy move. You, they, he, he led you to the playoffs. I mean, I think that would just really mess up a locker room to get rid of a guy that led you to the playoffs, especially after all they've been through. Um, so, yeah, I think the Raiders should stick there. Technically, not had a head coaching vacancy yet, but we'll see what goes on there. Um, but we'll move on. Next one is the Miami Dolphins. Like we talked about, they fired Brian Flores. Very surprising, honestly. Um, but again, we heard there was a little bit of a disconnect in Flores wanting to move on from Tua, maybe, and to not them not wanting to move on from Tua. So kind of weird things going on. But there have been no confirmed head coach interviews, but they have looked at Brian Dable, Kellen Moore, Leslie Frazier, Vance Joseph, Mike McDaniels. Those are the top five that have been linked. What do you think the Dolphins should do um, for it, when it comes to looking for a coach there? Uh, that's a tough one because they might have had – they might be – depending on what the Raiders do, they might be the best team that – uh, will be having a vacancy. Um, so it's it's interesting. Do you want to hire from inside because of that win streak that was produced or was that strictly uh, Flores is doing and, and do you need somebody that could possibly uh, repeat that that is not coming from inside? Um, I mean, I, this is I hope it's kind of sabotaged as a Bills fan, uh, but uh, to get serious about it, that's a tough one. I, I don't exactly know who would be the best fit. Um, I can't say I'm extremely familiar with their OC or their DC, um, but whoever it is, I think 
that an offensive minded coach would be better because uh, sure Tua uh, was a big part of that win streak, but he only be entering his third year, I believe it would be. So uh, he's not fully developed yet. And I think that you'd want to focus on uh, making sure he can get to the best ability that he possibly can. So that's what I would probably offer for Miami. Yeah, it's weird being a Bills fan talking about what we think the Dolphins should do because we obviously don't want them to do well. Um, but, yeah, I, I think they should go offensive-minded coach. I think Kellen Moore would also be a very intriguing one, also due to the fact that Kellen Moore was a lefty quarterback just like Tua. So maybe that could help. Maybe that could – I don't know if there's a link to lefty quarterbacks and lefty coaches or whatever – but maybe that could help. Maybe, I mean, Kyle Moore was also that style of quarterback who didn't have the rocket arm, who was more accurate about getting the ball out, making your throws. So could Kellen Moore be that guy that could turn Tua into an elite quarterback? Maybe we don't know. I'm personally also happy that they got rid of Brian Flores because I think Brian Flores is a great head coach. And I think Miami has made a huge mistake. And I think it's, time to start maybe talking is Miami one of those franchises that keep making dumb moves and keep making the wrong moves is this the wrong move getting rid of Brian Flores but yeah there's it's it's a weird Miami's a weird team I think they go offensive coach I think they should and I think Kellen Moore makes the most sense and I'm hoping they don't take Dable or Frazier from us um but yeah we'll see we'll see what happens with Miami surprising move for them uh jim harbaugh has also been linked to them to the dolphins so jim harbaugh could become the nfl but um all right we'll move on to the next one which is the minnesota vikings mike zimmer is finally out as head coach um not too many linked to them it, it, not, they haven't even requested a head coach yet um interview so who do, you, who do you think for them minnesota they 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 have a playoff caliber team i think a lot of people think they have a playoff caliber team they have a lot of pieces um but what do you what's what's the move do you think for them well it seems like Kirk Cousins won't be going anywhere so uh but it's not that he would need to be developed anymore so uh your biggest focal point has to be who benefits a guy like Justin Jefferson the most and Dalvin Cook that's probably what I would say so then again that would be offensive minded um so maybe that's your Colin Moore um, does he know an offense uh, well enough aside from the quarterback position? That's a question to be asked. Um, and and I other than that, I would say look at look at your best OC candidates that could come um, become the head coach of the Vikings because uh, they they're kind of right there with the Vikings. Or I mean, with the Dolphins, uh, a fringe playoff team that missed, but it's not like they're like the Jags or uh, a team like that. So they don't need a they don't need a full overhaul or anything of that nature. I do know that I think they got rid of their GM as well. Um, but I would say uh, who, who would benefit your, your offensive weapons that's not necessarily a quarterback the, the best? Yeah, the Vikings are in a weird spot because it people can't tell if they are trying to start fresh because of the fact that Kirk Cousins only has one year remaining after this. Like next year's his last year on his contract. And they did get rid of their GM. So are they starting fresh? Are they going to get a guy, get that offensive-minded coach where then Cousins contracts up, they go out and get a different quarterback? What I, I mean, honestly, I think they they should go get a defensive coach, in my opinion, because 
like you said, they have a lot of weapons. It's not going to be hard to get a guy that can make that offense run. I think you can get that with an offensive coordinator. Um, but it will be interesting to see. I, I think they can't go wrong in a lot in either way, but I think they should go defensive coordinator because I think a lot of their games this year, the problem was defense. It wasn't their offense couldn't put up points. I think it was their defense couldn't stop the other team, especially teams that they should have been beating. So, I mean, the Vikings, yeah, I don't really know if there's a specific guy out there that fits. I think Frazier would fit very well. Um, but, yeah, I think Frazier would, would work. Um, I hope obviously he doesn't leave, but now that I think about it, it was Leslie Frazier, a coach of the Vikings before he was. Yeah. So maybe, maybe there's a reunion there, maybe, um, but we'll see what the Vikings do if they end up trying to bring back their, their old coach, but yeah, the Vikings are one. Um, but we have, all right, we have one more coach that got fired finally also. It's the New York Giants. They move on from Joe Judge. It's long overdue. Another another guy that should have been fired, in my opinion. Um, there's only really been three names attached to it. Nathaniel Hackett, Green Bay's offensive coordinator, Marcus Brady, and Patrick Graham. I'm not really sure where either of those two are. Um, but, yeah, so the Giants have moved on. Who do you th- what do you think they should do? Offensive guy, defensive guy. I mean, they're kind of also in a weird spot where you don't know what they're going to do quarterback wise. They're not going to, you don't know what they're going to do. And they had some free agent signings that weren't that great this past off season. So what do you think the Giants should do? Uh, I would think it has to be offensive line again. Um, I, I think you might need to consider moving on from Daniel Jones, uh, in my opinion, but uh, you have, Saquon Barkley is your, your best weapon there. And Kadarius Tony, the young wide receiver out of Florida. So um, I think, once again, I don't mean to just ramble, ramble, ramble with the same type of topics here, but the offensive line is your way to go. Um, I know as a Bills fan, I was not a fan of Nathaniel Hackett as our OC, but he seems to have stepped up uh, his game and abilities in Green Bay. Then again, maybe it's just because it's Green Bay. Uh, and they have one of the most prolific offenses in the league today. So uh, whatever it is, I think you go offensive again, but uh, definitely an interesting team that is not always the easiest, easiest to predict. Yeah, the Giants are they, – they are in a weird spot. I think offense would make sense. Um, this Maybe this is where Biennemi gets his shot, maybe. This could be a very good opportunity for him going to the big, big apple and getting a shot with the Giants, but – yeah, I mean, Giants are in a weird spot. There's nobody linked to them besides those three, really. Um, they haven't asked for any interviews. They haven't requested anything yet or confirmed anything yet. So the Giants, we'll see what they do. But I think it's great that they finally moved on from Joe Judge. It, it, was, it was just time. I mean, it was long overdue. But, yeah, those are all the head coaching vacancies. At, I mean, I believe as long as I don't think I missed any. Um, there might might be some more coming up. Maybe the Panthers have been talked about. The Texans might might move on. Um, T. Carroll could be gone in Seattle, but well, if that happens, we'll talk about it as it goes on. But um, all right, let's get into Wild Card Weekend though. It is super Wild Card Weekend as we're calling it now, because um, there's a game on Monday. But we'll start with the Saturday games. Two AFC games are starting starting off Wild Card Weekend, and to start it off at four thirty, we got the Raiders are going to Cincy to play the Bengals. What do you, what do you think about this game? Your thoughts? Who do you think is going to win? And just maybe maybe a score prediction, I guess. 
Uh, well, we saw we saw this matchup earlier in Vegas, I believe, and the Bengals beat, uh, beat the Raiders handily. And so I think it'll be the same result, but give me a one-score game. I think the Raiders will be very competitive. I don't think it'll be a ball in a, by any stretch of imagination. So I'd have something along the lines of like 27, 24 Bengals, maybe even uh, Evan McPherson game-winning kick. Um, so I'd have Cincinnati in this, but in a close, uh, close scoreline. Yeah, I th- I th- I'm t- going to take the Bengals too. Um, I do think it'll be a closer game than it was. And I'm going to go more, more though. I think it'll be a high scoring game. I think there will be very little defense played. And I'm going to go like more along the lines of like 41 to like 32 ish, like around there. Like I think both teams will be getting up there. Um, but I think since his offense is just way too high powered for this Raiders team, I think that it will show on Sunday. If the Raiders were at home, this might be a different game to me because I think the Raiders play a lot different in front of that Vegas crowd. But, I mean, we'll see. I think the Bengals are going to pull it out, though. But um, the next game at 8-15 that day on Saturday, oh, it's going to be a good one. And I, if it's the Patriots going to, into Buffalo to play the Bills. If the Bills lose, all I'll say is don't talk to me for at least another week or two because I will not be in a good mood. But um, I think I know what your prediction is going to be. But what do you think your prediction is going to be? How do you think the game's going to play out? It's going to be a cold one. So it could be a very weird game again. So what do you think? Pat, Pat's coming into Buffalo. Can the Bills get their revenge after 20 years of getting destroyed by these guys and make it count in a meaningful game for the first time that these two games have been in this meaningful of a game since I believe that the last time they played the playoffs against each other were in 1963. So it's been a long time since we played each other in the playoffs, but also first full home game for the Bills since 1996, uh, full capacity. So what are your thoughts just on this game? Uh, it's funny that it's a very similar condition to the Monday night game, hopefully minus the wins, which seem to be one of the reasons we, we didn't get the job done there. So uh, you should be able to pass the ball, and that's going to be key. Um, and I think that we will win the season series two to one and go on to the big bed uh, boys in Missouri. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bills as well. Um, but oh, if, like I said, if they lose this game, oh, I'm it's going to be it's going to be the worst loss, worst feeling. I have never I have not been this nervous for a game. See, this year has been weird for me from a Bills perspective. I started off the year very confident, and throughout most of the year, I was very confident that Colts game, even after that Colts game, I was like, look, we're still going to make the playoffs. We're good. But this is probably the first game this year that I've been genuinely nervous for. Um, And it's – I mean, it is the playoffs, so that's amplifying it. A lot of things are amplifying it. But this is a game – Oof, I'm going to be sitting in those seats. I will be freezing, but I will be nervous as well. And it's it's going to be – as long as the Bills win. I don't care how we win as long as they win. But I'm going to go with the Bills as well. But I just don't think – I don't see Mac Jones coming in and beating us in Buffalo in the playoffs. I just don't see it happening. So we'll see what happens. We'll see. I mean, you'll know by next – by the beginning of next episode, just by the way that we're talking. If we are talking – Joyful, we won. If we're, talk, if we're not talking joyful, then you, you'll be able to tell. But um, all right, let's get into then Sunday games. 
First game of the Sunday is one o'clock. We got Philly going into Tampa to play the Bucks. I mean, this might be the worst. Well, actually, it might be one. It's one of the worst games of Sunday, in my opinion. Do the Eagles have a chance of beating the Bucks, in your opinion? Uh, no, it's it's kind of a battle of which will be a more lopsided score, this or Steelers Chiefs. Um, and I think I, I don't know. I, that's so hard to choose from. But whatever I would choose from from that, it means Tampa will ransack them. Um, I think if the Cowboys are going to do what they did to Philly, uh, there's there's probably not not a lot of reason why the Bucks can't do it. So I'd have the Bucks in probably three plus scores here. Yeah, I'm going to go with Tampa as well. I just I don't think it will be close. Also, I mean, I think it might be one of those games where it, it at halftime it might look close. But again, Tampa, when it seems to be when they get to the second half, is when they really just put the nail in the coffin with teams. So I think that that'll happen, and I think it will continue for Tampa. I think they'll move on. Philly, it was nice seeing you here, um, but you just you don't have a chance. I'm sorry, you don't. I mean, if if you guys do win, it'd be a great story. I'll, I'm all for it. I, I I want them to win, but I just don't see it happening. I really don't. Um, so Philly, if you do, I'll be happy, but I'm sorry. I don't think you are. So I don't think a lot of people think you are either, but we'll move on to the four thirty game. I think this is going to be one of the great games of the weekend. Um, I think this should have been the night game over the Pittsburgh game easily. Um, I think a lot of games should have been over that game. I think honestly, any of them should have been over that game for a night game, but 49ers going into Dallas to play the Cowboys. Um, I, I'm going to take the Niners actually. I, and for solely this reason, the, the Dallas Cowboys are, tw- I think, 23rd or something ranked de- rush defense. It's around there. They are not a good run defense. And what do the Niners do the best is they run it down your throat with Debo, with Elijah Mitchell. Trey Lance comes out sometimes and runs Wildcat or whatever you want to call it, where it's just him coming in and he's just running the ball. They have so many weapons. George Kittle, they have Ayuk starting to pick it up. I mean, they just have so many weapons. And I get Dallas has a lot of weapons but I just don't trust Dallas's defense. I get they get turnovers, but what is one thing that San Fran doesn't really do? They don't turn the ball over that much. So I think this is the perfect matchup for San Fran first round. I think they'll go into Dallas, get the win. I think it'll be a very good game, but I think also San Fran, I think they have more heart. Um, and I think they'll go in and they, they will will themselves to victory. And I do think they're a better coach team as well. So I think just all of that together, I think San Fran will come out with the win. Um, what do you think? Who do you think will come out with the win in this game, Dallas or San Fran? Well, I would really like to see the 49ers win. However, I, I think it will go to Dallas in a very tight and close matchup. Uh, I, I see Dallas getting over the hump this year. That seems to be that wild card divisional round. I don't know if they'll advance past the divisional round, but I think they will at least garner one win in the playoffs this year, and it would have to be now. Uh, so I could see this being similar to, in my opinion, to that Raiders Bengals game of a very close, maybe even a game winning field goal type situation. Um, uh, that's kind of how I see things playing out. But I, but then again, it's, it's probably as close as, ever, as a, of a matchup that I could see it going the other way. But for prediction's sake, I will be actually taking the Cowboys. Yeah. This could be the game of the week. Could really could, could be the game of the wildcard weekend. Um, I mean, it will, it will be definitely one of the better ones. Definitely most likely be the best game on Sunday. I mean, it, Sunday, I, it doesn't even look like that many great games besides this one. But um, we'll move on to the last Sunday game, Pittsburgh going into KC. 
I don't think there's really much need to be said that we haven't already said about this game. I think the Chiefs, I mean, it, it showed three weeks ago. I think they played three weeks ago and on Chris, the day after Christmas. And it was, it was, just wasn't even close. It was, it was embarrassing. It was a tough game to watch. I mean, I, I, it was just brutal to watch Pittsburgh play that game. And I think it will be the same story again. And like I said, is it the best game for Big Ben to have his last potential last game ever? I don't know. I think it might be ugly for him. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I, I think you're going to agree there, but I'm taking Kansas City in a blowout. What, what do you think? Yeah, that's going to be along the lines, in my opinion, of like 35-7. Yeah. It's not going to be the ideal way to send Roethlisberger off, but it will be what it will be. And uh, I think Chiefs move on, and that would set up a rematch of last year's AFC Championship game in the divisional round. Yeah, yeah, not much need to be said on that. But last game, we're getting the last game then. It's a Monday game. I, this is, I don't know if this is the first time ever, but it's from the first time, I think, in a, at least a while that there's a Monday playoff game. Um, but it's the Cardinals are going into the to L.A. to play the Rams. We already talked about these two teams. They were last week fighting. Both lost, but both were fighting for the, for the division. Rams end up getting it. They now hold the home field advantage over the Cardinals for this game. Um I've been back and forth on this game. I, I really have. I've been thinking about this one a lot. I don't know who to take. I, I, I'm i going to take the Rams solely on the fact of them being home. But I could see the Cardinals easily taking this. I think this is, could also be the game of the weekend. Um, but I'm going to take the Rams in a very close one. Who do you think are, is going to come out on top of that in this one, though, in your opinion? I want to take L.A. as well. Uh, even though they tied the season series, I think – LA is a step ahead. Uh, Arizona really kind of collapsed. Um, not not so much the, like the Colts or the Chargers, but they did not play as skillful as they did earlier in the year. Um, and I think also Rams have much more experience on the postseason side. So I'll definitely be taking LA here. Yeah, yeah, LA should win that one. But I mean, we'll see what happens this weekend. Should be some some great games. There might also be some very bad ones, um, but, I mean, we'll see if there's an upset. Maybe there's an upset in store. We don't know. But um, before we move on to who sold and who went crazy, let's just do then just Super Bowl prediction. Obviously, we'll do one since we probably are both going to put the Bills in there um, as our prediction. So we'll do one with the Bills and without the Bills. So who's your one with the Bills? Say, say the Bills make it. Bills are the AFC. Who's the NFC team? Well, from the beginning of the year, I did have the matchup of, in my opinion, the two greatest fan bases in the NFL, and that's Bills-Packers. Um, and I, I'll stick with that now as well. Um, and so that's what I'd have if uh, the two, probably two smallest markets in the NFL made it. Yeah, my prediction, I'm, I'm going to go for the Bills one. I'm going to go Bills uh, versus Tampa. I think Tampa is the best team in the NFC. I think Green Bay's close, but I think overall Tampa is still the best team. I think they'll get there, um, and I think also that would be a great storyline. Tampa Bay, Tom Brady versus the Bills again in a Super Bowl. That'd be that'd be a storyline. Um, I mean, it, it writes itself essentially. So I, I think it will be Tampa in the Bills. If it's not Tampa in the Bills, though. Um, or if it's not the Bills, 
I still think Tampa's going to make it. But if not the Tampa, uh, the Bills playing them, I th- I'm going to go with Kansas City. I don't think Tennessee has a shot. I really don't. They're the, probably the worst one seed of all time, in my opinion. Um, but Kansas City, I think, will make it, if not us. I think it's that. I think next week, if, if we beat Patriots and the Chiefs beat the Steelers, I think that will decide who's going to come out of the AFC is the Chiefs and the Bills game. I think that's that's it. That, that's I don't I don't think, like I said, t- tennis, Tennessee has a shot and Cincinnati. They have a shot, but I, I I just don't see it happening this early in a lot of their careers in Cincy. But we'll see what happens. Who's your then uh, pick for if the Bills don't make it? If they don't make it, uh, I would really not like to see this because I don't care for either team. Uh, it would be a rematch of the first Super Bowl ever uh, in Chiefs-Packers. I really – it's like Celtics-Lakers for me. Ugh. Uh, but, um, or Yankees, Dodgers, yuck. Uh, in, in that, I would probably say you get the, uh, as they posted in the beginning of the season on their stories, the Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Jordan, last hurrah, uh, title, uh, goes to title town, actually, is what they call it up there in Wisconsin. So I would have Chiefs, Packers, Packers, same deal as, uh, the result of the first Super Bowl. Um, but to throw a little something in, to have a, a matchup that I'd actually like to see if it still doesn't include the Bills. Uh, so it's kind of like wacky, but whatever. Give me, give me, uh, 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 like something that I'd actually have a rooting interest in is is maybe something like, um, so you'd have here, 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 um, like. Bengals 49ers, a rematch of uh, two that happened earlier. And I, I would, I would, I like San Francisco a little bit better, but I don't mind Cincy at all. So I'd be happy with anything that happens there. Um, so that'd be like a very dark horse, you could call it. I do believe I saw on Twitter, I, I know I did, I think I saw you did too. You did put a list of one through 14 who you'd like to see the most win it. Um, this is my list. We'll just go through it real quick. My list, obviously, the Bills are one, that's a given. Rams are two solely just because I think I'd like to see a team with that much talent really that deserves it because a lot of those guys do deserve it. I'd like to see them get it. Um, then the Niners, just because I think the Niners are great. I like the Niners. They, I think they're just, there's not many guys you hate on that team. The Bengals, would, I think they're just an exciting team. They're number four for me. Packers are five, a little high, I guess, but I, I think Rodgers again would be a great, a great, be great to see him get a second one. The Raiders would be a great story just because of how what they've been through this year. They're at six for me. The Eagles would be a great story again. They're seven seed. That'd be awesome. They're they're at number seven for me. The Bucks are actually eight, which might shock people, but I, I genuinely I think it'd be cool to see. Even though I'd hate it because it's Brady, it still would be cool to see him just really keep cementing how great he really is. Um, I mean, it, just for him to win an eighth one would be insane, but. I mean, they're at eight for me. Nine is the Cardinals. I just don't want to see the Cardinals win it. I just really don't. They're another one of those teams. Just like 10 Steelers, they have enough. It'd be a cool story, yeah, with Big Ben there last year, but they have enough Super Bowls already. They're, they, they're good. Cowboys are 11 for me. Um, I, I mean, again, they have enough. But, again, I, I like CeeDee Lamb. I like guys on their team. They have good guys, so I wouldn't be that mad. The last three, however, I would be very mad if any of these three teams win it, is the Titans, Chiefs, Patriots, in that order. That's that's 12, 13, 14. 
It's just the Chiefs, they already have one in the past three years. They don't need another one. Patriots, they have enough. I, I, I'm i sick of them. And then the, the Titans, I just hate the Titans. I think you can agree on that one. I just don't want to see them win it. So that's my list. Bills, Rams, Niners, Bengals, Packers, Raiders, Eagles, Bucks, Cards, Steelers, Cowboys, Titans, Chiefs, Patriots. So that's my list of who I'd like to see it. If you want to run through yours real quick, go right ahead. For sure. At one, it will never change is the Bills. And I didn't really have a lot of teams this year that make it that I love. Like the Bears would have been a big Washington fan. Um, they would have been in there. Um, so it's kind of a, a drop off. However, I do like this number two team, and that's San Fran. I've always been a fan. Um, so I'd root for them. And then it would be a team I wish was still in Oakland, uh, but it, it would be the Raiders at three for me. Then Cincy, always got to thank Cincy for what they did for us in 2017. Um, so I'd, I wouldn't mind that. Then the Eagles, yeah, they did kind of win recently, but they don't seem to give me a lot of problems. Then it's kind of like a cutoff line, and it's like I really – I'd have to dig deep to find a storyline for rooting for these teams. And I guess after the Eagles, it would be Pittsburgh. I don't absolutely hate them, but they have enough, like you said, and uh, I just really wouldn't care to see it all that much. Then it, I guess it's Arizona. I will say if this was the Larry Fitzgerald minus Kyla Murray – and DeAndre Hopkins Cardinals, I'd be a big fan, but oh, yeah. I really am not a Murray guy. And I guess the only reason I don't care for Hopkins is because of the catch. I kind of liked him in Houston. Um, always like that clip when he tells off D'Angelo Hall. I, I ain't start anything. I ain't start anything. I, I just finish it. I uh, love that clip. But uh, so I guess eh, minus Murray, okay. Um, then it's the Bucks. I, I was actually a big Bucks fan as a kid. Uh, I can't lie there. I love Carnell Cadillac Williams and uh, Vincent Jackson. May he continue to rest in peace. Um, but I really don't need to see them one another. Uh, then it's the pack. I, I, as a Bears fan, I probably should hate them more than I do. I don't like them. But uh, the small market is always neat. Um, so that would be there. The Rams, I it's I love Matt Stafford. Absolutely love them as a Lion. But I it would kind of tick me off a little bit to see Jalen Ramsey win. I can't stand that guy. By any stretch, there. Uh, then it's the Cowboys, and it's, it's surprising. I kind of surprised myself. Like in a Titans Cowboys scenario, I might actually have to throw on my Mississippi State Dak Prescott jersey. And like you asked me that ten years ago, I'd say Titans for sure. But just how things have developed, I cannot root for the Titans by any means. And I like Dak. I don't. It's kind of like I don't like the franchise more than I don't like the individual players on Dallas. It's weird how that works out, but it is the case. Um, then, yeah, Tennessee, uh, just ever since the, the Tuesday night ruining when it should have been the Sunday game and and how it was like they gathered and they shouldn't have and people were making it out to be like it was a – what a accomplishment. Get out of here. Uh, and then the last two, I, it's the same actually, same last three order. KC um, – just no chance. And then it kind of doesn't even need to be said for the last team. So I think we all know who that is. So that's kind of my order. Not a great field for me this year, except for the one team, but uh, that's how it shakes out sometimes. And, and we'll see what plays out. Yeah. Yeah. We shall see starts Saturday at four 30, you know, we'll, we'll see that that first game, first game should be a decent one. I mean, the, the Bengals are playing this, the Raiders. So it should start off pretty well. 
Saturday should be a great, great week of games, but we shall see if we are right in our predictions, even close. If teams that we want to win it are winning it, we shall see. But um, all right, let's, since we are running almost out of time, we'll do our who sold and who went crazy real quick. Um, what do you think? Start with who sold or who went crazy? What do you think? Which should we start with? I'll go who sold this time around, I think. Who sold? And would you like to start who sold or would you like to start who went crazy? Um, I'll go sold to start off here. Um, and I'm going to have to go uh, with kind of that team that I, that, that I mentioned earlier that is not kind of at the billboard of collapsing, but it's still in my opinion. I really think they kind of did. And that's the Chargers. Uh, to go out and beat um, KC as they did, and they, I believe they had one or two other very quality wins early in the year and to not show up in a field of 14. Um, it can't all be attributed to the stately timeout call as I, I know Houston hammered them in uh, week 16. Um, that, that was, a, you, you gotta have a win like that, but I'm going to have to put some blame on, on the LA chargers and I hope they can get it figured out. Cause I am a Herbert fan. Um, but really just very concerning to see them not in uh, for what they did earlier in the year. Yeah, I think that surprised a lot of people. The Chargers not making it. Definitely one team that should have made it, um, but not in it this year, unfortunately. Um, for my first who sold, it's more of a personal who sold. They sold for they sold in terms of me. So as people know, sports betting became legal in New York this past weekend. I dabbled a little bit. I didn't go crazy, but I dabbled. I did a parlay. It was like five to win like $500 or $200, whatever it was. And it was Devin Singletary to score a touchdown, which he did. It was James Conner to score a touchdown, which he did. Debo Samuel to score a touchdown, which he did. I needed one more guy. And I will say it's not really completely his fault because it was an injury that got knocked him out of that game. But it was just so devastating to see him walk off and get injured right after all three of these guys had scored. But it's Taysom Hill. Just needed a rushing touchdown, man. You were the, the play you got injured on was a three. You were on the like the five yard line, and it was a run with him, and he didn't get it in. And I would have won a lot of money. <laughs> so I guess Taysom Hill, you didn't really sell. I hope you get better soon. I know it was wasn't. It's not the worst of injuries, but it's not a good injury either. So I hope you get better soon. And I, but again, I will never be betting on you to score a touchdown ever again. Um, but. It was just, it was a heartbreaker. It was a heartbreaker for sure. Taysom Hill was this close to getting me money, this close. But unfortunately, he got hurt in the second quarter, did not return. So Taysom Hill will be my first who sold, even though I guess he didn't really, didn't really sell, just got hurt. And it's not really his fault. But so Taysom Hill, I hope you get better soon. But sorry, you're on who sold this week because you just happen to be the one guy that didn't win my parlay for me. So Taysom Hill will be that one. So I'll go Taysom Hill. For my number two, it's a, it's not a franchise or an organization. I guess it's a collegiate athletic program, but it fires me up to talk about these guys in this manner because, man, do I love to see them lose. And not only is it Alabama football, but it's Alabama athletics as a whole. Um, so the obvious one, yes, the Georgia loss, let's go dogs. Absolutely great to see, take that Alabama. Um, but what's falling under the radar that I think needs to be talked about is the Alabama basketball. They lost to Missouri, who then got clubbed yesterday by Arkansas. They only scored a total of 47 points. What an embarrassment to lose to the Missouri Tigers. And then 
um, on Tuesday night, they lose to Auburn, which let's go War Eagle. Um, great to see that win. So not going to let this one slip under the rug. Uh, let's call them out a little bit. Can't stand the Crimson Tide. So I'd love to be talking about them on this, uh, on this segment here. So Crimson Tide Athletics, and I have to laugh in your face, and I hope it doesn't get better for you. Yeah, if only we had Tyson on this episode. He uh, he almost hopped on. He couldn't. He was a little busy today. But uh, we, I don't know if, if if you guys don't know Tyson Bean. We had him on before. Go back, listen to that one. Learn about Tyson. Learn about his takes. He's in, he goes to Alabama, and yeah, they lost. So I mean, for anybody that doesn't like Alabama, that you, it was a great week for you for hating Alabama. Um, but my second, who sold? Um, I'm gonna go with the obvious one. It's just, I mean, it, it. we talked about it earlier. It's, it's the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, how do you lose that game? I don't know how. It, you, either the coach didn't get him ready or whatever, but it's not even like they lost a close one. They got, like, they got crushed. The Jaguars went in and they said, we are a better team today by a pretty good amount. And the Colts, all you needed to do was win, and you're in. And they sold hard so the Colts are getting my second who sold inexcusable can't lose that game and that's why you're out of the playoffs so Indianapolis Colts are my second my third is another example that I absolutely love to talk about in this segment um and it's a situation that probably is in my opinion is kind of being overlooked but uh me being me I am gonna have to bring it up um and it's that's the the Lakers uh losing the season series to the Sacramento Kings three to two um, coming into this year, you would have thought that, oh, it'll blow by everybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think the age might be catching up to him, except for the man himself. I got him in credit. I, I don't know if he's had a game less than 30 points in a, in a long span. So I'll, I'll give him his flowers there. That's that. But, uh, yeah, go. let's go Kings. I mean, who would have thought – I wish you could have bet on – maybe you can, like individual season series for teams. Um, it's pretty, pretty niche, but – regular season that is, but uh, very interesting. And I'm, I love to see it. They, they, it's early. It's funny that it actually closes up this early in the year. They won't play again unless they meet in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, Kings take the season series three, two over the Lakers. Um, so I'm a big fan of, of seeing that. And I hope that, that this loss will spiral out of control for the Lakers. Maybe it probably won't, but I uh, wanted to bring that up in case it gets uh, forgotten about too early. Yeah, yeah, Lakers are definitely they need to figure something out um if they want to have a shot. So but we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, the Kings, wow, the Kings are getting a shout out. And actually they are on my list as sold, but for a separate reason. Uh I don't know if I want to pick them though. But I will pick, you know what? I will pick them and we'll explain the story of why they sold. So it was, I believe, two nights ago can't remember who they were playing, but the, the Trailblazers were also playing the Nets this night. And I had placed a bet, live bet. It was like $5 to win like 60. It wasn't that much. But it was a live bet, and I had placed, at the time, there was like four minutes left in each game. The Blazers were up by three, picked them to win. They did. They handled their business. They won. They beat the Nets. The Kings, <clears throat> I can't remember who they were playing. They had a three-point lead but they were still underdogs by the time i bet <clears throat> oh i'm sorry my throat's like i don't know but so that happened where they were they were up by three they blew it they were down by seven with a minute and a half left or nine and they got it within one with 20 seconds and they had the ball 
It might have been the worst drawn-up play I've ever seen in my life. It wasn't even a play. It was just give Darren, Bo- Darren Fox the ball, let him stand at half court till there's five seconds left. He didn't move till there was five seconds left, and then took ran up, took this weird off-balance shot, and it just didn't go in. So the, the Sacramento Kings, you sold. Even though you didn't really sell, you almost completed the comeback, whatever. I guess my list this week's a little weird for who sold. But they're selling for me, I guess. They're selling on part of me. Um, but they were so close to completing the comeback. All they need, Darren Fox was just that one bucket. Just needed one bucket, man, and you would have you would have got me, got me money. So a lot of unfortunate events for me and money this weekend. Um, didn't really lose a lot. I mean, they were small bets, but missed out on a lot of money, but this much. Um, so yeah, Sacramento Kings are my third who sold. They had some good, some bad so far this week. Um, so the Sacramento Kings. But um, I did have two honorable mentions. Antonio Brown was one, obviously. That we'll get into that next week. That's just one. And then Detroit Lions for fumbling the bag on the number one pick. They also sold. Um, so that's who my sold. Don't know if you have any uh, honorable mentions for who sold. Um, I guess you could say the Sabres uh, just as of recently. I mean, recently can span as far as. 10 plus years back, but especially on Tuesday night. Oh, what a stinker to be at. Yeah. Yeah. So the Sabres, they're honorable mention, but all right, let's get into that. Who went crazy? Cause I know we're running out of time. So I'll go first. My first one is kind of interesting. It's three different players, but it's all, it's, it's the Colorado avalanche. I believe they're all on the same line, but each of these guys had seven points in the past week. So they combined for 21 points in the past week. Um, and it was Landeskog, Ratnan, and McKinnon, obviously three great players. But that line on the Colorado Avalanche, that's my first who went crazy. I mean, for each of these guys to have, have seven points in one week, I mean, they're, they're one line, I'm, I'm pretty sure. And that's, that's just, I mean, it's a huge feat. 21 points through one line in one week. That's great. So they're my first who went crazy. Uh, Colorado Avalanche, I believe that's line number one, forward line one. So there's mine. Mine will be a guy that I love to talk about in, in this manner, and that's John Morant. Um, high flying and, and whatever you want to call it, adjectives of completely taking over games at times. Um, the Grizzlies are hot. Ten straight wins, and we hope they can continue it tonight versus Minnesota. Um, and, and so what what a case for an all-star berth he's been making, and I you have to think he'll get it. Um, absolutely love to see him succeeding in the, in the manner that he is. Um, finally putting that team on notice from a small market. So I'm a big fan of that and hopefully can continue. Yeah, the Grizzlies might be a team that's being slept on. So we'll see. I mean, they've been on fire recently. See, hopefully they can keep it going. I root, I'd root for the Grizzlies. I would, I would definitely do that. But um, all right. So my second one, crazy. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills defense. Um, I understand that they played the Jets. I understand that. But they had, I believe, nine sacks. Um, I mean, they just looked unbelievable. I mean, they looked like they were getting pressure almost every, almost every play. So the Bills defense, nine sacks. I mean, if you get nine sacks, you should be on, on that, this list, uh, no matter what. So a, a long day for, for the Jets this past Sunday, uh, especially Zach Wilson getting sacked a lot, getting just bad game for him, but Buffalo Bills defense, they went crazy. So that's my second who went crazy. Let's see. For my number two, um, I'll, you know what I'll go with is a return to see uh, back to action, a player that um, is beloved by many, 
in, in the NHL, and that's Evgeny Malkin. Uh, two goals in his return against a playoff team, the Ducks. I know the Penguins are fighting for that wild card spot uh, in the East, but uh, nice to see for him. Um, you could call him Batman and Robin would now be back in Crosby and him. Um, and so it's nice to see him come back and, and pot two in his return. You don't often see that in a return from a long absence. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's always good to see a player come back from an injury, come back from whatever it is and just be able to be look pretty much like the most, their old self. So it's good to see that. Um, but my third who went crazy, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Justin Herbert, even though he lost. But just the performance that he put on, especially in that second half, in that fourth quarter, was unbelievable. The, the fourth downs, the what, and there were a lot of dropped passes by those Chargers receivers, a lot, especially in that fourth quarter. Just, I mean, he was trying to will them to victory, and he did almost everything he could. But he played great. He had a great year again. Um, he's got a bright future. So Justin Herbert probably won't be the only time you're on here, but you went crazy. So Justin Herbert's my pick. To round it out, uh, I will have to go with, yes, the Texas Tech Red Raiders men's basketball program. Two enormous wins in the past week, including versus the Kansas Jayhawks, and then to take down number one Baylor in Baylor's arena. That's pretty crazy. And they have a a kid from Buffalo, I, the name escapes me. I feel bad that's on my uh, part for not remembering, but great to see a little local influence there as well. Um, so Texas Tech um, getting back to business, and do we see them make another run of the championship like we did a couple years ago? Maybe we do, maybe we don't, but uh, regardless, two enormous wins for the Red Raiders basketball program. I believe the name might be Josh Mabala. Uh, he's with UB now. Okay. Um, uh, but oh, yeah. uh, Davion Warren. That most likely could be it. Went to Bishop Time in St. Jude High School in Buffalo. So that's what that's what it said. So there, there you go. There's the shout out. Um, that that's gonna be it though for the Who Went Crazy. Great lists this week. Um, I do have two honorable mentions. Danny Amendola, great game, two touchdowns like this past week. It's just nice to see you know those those old older guys that are now just on these teams running around having good games. And another Texan, Davis Mills. Uh, does he, is he, you know, do they give him a shot next year? Uh, you could see it potentially. Um, obviously, there's a lot of questions with Sean Watson, but just two honorable mentions. I don't know if you got any, um, but those are at least two for me, two Houston Texans that I had for who went crazy as honorable mentions. Uh, do you have any? Give a quick one. It's a little bit of a different category here, but uh, my, my main man, Kodak, Bill K. Cappy Black. Uh, getting down to it in the Florida live arena at the Panthers game a couple of nights ago. So uh, we know what he was doing there, just helping a young lady find her contacts. And, um, and yeah, uh, so Kodak making music and, and getting down to it down in Sunrise. Yeah, there you go. Maybe maybe not directly sports, but it was at, at a sporting event, right? So, you know, anything works. But, all right, that's going to do it for us. Hope you guys enjoyed um, big wild card weekend episode talking a lot of football, um, but we'll be, we'll be back next week talking a little bit more than football. Um, but hope you guys enjoyed listening. Uh, you got any final words and then we'll wrap it up. Go bills. Go, go bills. It's all it needs to be said. Just go bills. It's all we care about this weekend. So um, let us know if you want to be on the podcast, let us know what you think, share your thoughts, 
uh, we would greatly appreciate you guys sharing the podcast. That's the number one thing you guys can do to support us besides listening, obviously. Um, but thank you guys for listening. And thanks for joining us after this long hiatus that we had. But we are officially back and we are rolling. So enjoy some football this weekend. Bet responsibly if you are now betting, everything like that. So we, we shall see you guys next time.